Welcome to episode 245 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm David Hall. I'm Chantal Thomas. We'd like to take a moment at the, st- at the top of the... Talking is so hard today, guys. Talking is so hard. Uh, we would like to take a moment at the top of the show to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Kenyan Gahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. So we want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the communities, the indigenous communities of that area. So Chantal... Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hello. And, and David, welcome back. It's, hey, it's, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find anyone else to fill my spot. <laughs> We've got like a weird recording time today. And like, I was like, oh, crap. Uh, David. I'm, David, I'm so up. sorry. I have a Monday night engagement. That's always. okay. We're sorry. happy to have you. Thank um, you for having me. So tell, uh, tell us and more importantly, tell the people at home what you do, who you are, what your life is like. Your oh deepest, God. darkest secrets. <laughs> yeah, everything all at once, if, if <laughs> possible. Everything all at once. We'll just tune out for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Just let you have the <laughs> Good solo mic. Lord above. Uh, well, I do go to therapy once a month. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm really start. lucky it's now only once a month. I was at a weekly basis. We've cut back uh, quite a bit recently. And I have a really great therapist who's nice. also good at calling me out of like, hey, you're going through shit. You need to come back next week. That's that's not a choice that you have. That's a good therapist. Yeah, yeah she's lovely. I adore her. Also, she's a big fan of Delacroix squash, which uh, she has in common with my cat. Oh, nice. so that's uh, fun facts about me and my therapist and my cat. And we know that she has a cat now. Yeah, there yeah. we go. That's two facts. Uh, okay. And, and in life, you're a social worker. I'm trying to like, what are things no, I know about you? No, I do you? social work. You I'm do not social a social work. worker. I work at the YWCA. I currently run a project where I educate parents to do lay interventions with other parents. The okay. logic being that I am only bilingual and uh, mental health in general. There's a lot of stigma around it. And there are a lot of people that will not seek out mental health services either because of the stigma or because of a language barrier. And so if I can give resources and basic information to a parent, uh, they are going to be better equipped when their friend comes to them looking for help. And that happens, I guess, amongst, uh, I was going to say normal people, but that is a really problematic (laughs) phrase. (laughs) Non-parents. Well, like anybody, uh, you are more likely to go to your friend first before Mm -hmm. you go to a therapist. And so if your friend is educated and has a certain degree of information, they can then be better equipped to get you in the right path. For sure. So that is what I currently do. Nice. That's great. That's, I think that's like, that's maybe one of the things that like, I hope this show does for people every once in a while is give them like language and, and information about things mm. that they like don't have yet in case they like are going through something, you know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I know. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> Great. I have nothing but. to contribute other than, yeah. so we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> My folks need help. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sick. <laughs> this is a very productive podcast. <laughs> Good. You've helped one listener slash host. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Oh, um, and then the other the other reason we brought you in today is because I put out a call. So right now we're um, in November at the time of the episode's release. Uh, and for the month of November, we are doing a themed month around trips and travel. And I wanted to have our first episode kind of start close to home and talk about like Montreal and, mm. you know, things to do if you're on a trip to Montreal or if you're just here already and like don't really know what's around uh, and I put out a call on Facebook and was like do I have any friends who consider themselves experts on Montreal <laughs> and Chantal you were like me me I am that <laughs> I am absolutely so actually my job prior to my uh, my current one I was paid to be a resource person <laughs> an expert in resources and activities and organizations available in downtown Montreal sweet also I constantly have people at my house there was someone staying with us this past weekend right. <laughs> this is a normal thing how did you like become an expert on montreal because you're not from here originally i am not i have been here since 2003 and uh a couple years in i made the point to go out and explore different neighborhoods and i was really intentional about learning about different mm. neighborhoods and uh, also montreal's a great city so lots of people mm. are constantly visiting and that sort of forces you to look up new things and discover new things and there you go. Yeah. Do, do you have anything? Doing things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I don't do it's that so much in trouble. my everyday life. But, <laughs> but you know enough to tell other people what they could possibly be doing. Absolutely. I have lists. Uh, my partner has a Google spreadsheet. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> With, like, different price points and different styles that you want to do in the wow. city. It's really detailed. He has not updated it in a few years, mm. but it's like... Still relatively pertinent. That's cool. I, I've definitely thought about like starting to keep a record of like all the places I eat at, you know, and and being able to go back to it and say, oh, like you know, I'm in the mood for this tonight. What was a good restaurant for that? Oh, check my handy spreadsheet. <laughs> but uh, that in my journal. Yeah, but journals you can't like search journals unless they're digital. No, but I have a bullet journal, and those are pretty good at uh, organizing. Bullet journal. Yes. Little. <laughs> little note tabs on the side yeah. just yeah. like color coordinated i don't know i mean food is orange yes. you got <laughs> fun fun outside things in green i mean you can you can do a lot with a journal tom yeah. not giving journals an, uh, it's a fair shake you know you're probably right i'm a little harsh on journals i guess i'm a little too like pro spreadsheets <laughs> David and I have a top secret project that we're not talking about publicly yet. And it's like, all spreadsheets. <laughs> so far, we, we had like a meeting about it on Thursday night. And then maybe like less than 12 hours later, I was like, all right, guys, I made a three tab spreadsheet. <laughs> Here's all the information you could possibly need to. I mean, the last time we needed a fridge, my partner created a spreadsheet and then an algorithm to determine which was the best fridge. What was the verdict? Uh, the one that had two cheese drawers. <laughs> <laughs> You know your priorities. Yes, yeah, my partner's a delight <laughs> and a wonderful person. <laughs> that tells me that in the spreadsheets algorithm, having a cheese drawer, let alone two, had so much weight, <laughs> was weighted so heavily. It's called priorities. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I agree. But that makes me also wonder what some of the other categories of a fridge existed mm. that had weight. I don't know. That's all I really cared about. That's, that's fair. Funny. That's what anyone should care about. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> we, we had to buy a dishwasher not that long ago. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's your spreadsheet, Tom? I didn't do a spreadsheet. I got so frustrated. I probably should have used a yeah, spreadsheet. Yeah, really? Because what I kept doing was, and I'm going to like give an angry little shout out to The Brick. I'm going to put them on blast for a second here. Because <laughs> their website 
is really not good for this because you can accidentally lose the search page you're on if you like click on something and then try to go back it just gives you the default search page again so like you have to scroll back down and find it and sometimes things are just in a different order for no reason and it took me a long time to find the dishwasher that okay I next time spreadsheet this shit i know i know I mean, the next thing we have to buy is a fridge, I think, because the... Uh, Do you want my partners? I mean, it's a few years old, but you could start with it. And it already has the cheese drawer algorithm. <laughs> I mean, it's are just going it? to offer you the same fridge. Wait. <laughs> Wait, are you getting rid of it now? No, you can have the spreadsheet. The oh, fridge the spread- is oh, You can't have the fridge. You cannot you have the, the fridge. two cheese <laughs> no. drawers. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you want to send me that spreadsheet, it's going to be a while. We have to finish paying off the dishwasher first. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Step one. Yeah, yeah. Our fridge just started doing this thing where um, the, like whatever it is that seals it when you mm. close it uh you need to really like shove the fridge door to get it to close That's and then awkward. you have to yank it to open it like you can't gen- you can't be so it's a workout it every time yeah i mean maybe that's good for you <laughs> i don't know maybe... we talked about your dad bod <laughs> i gotta say my it. my right arm is getting stronger and stronger it's so swole Just i can from see that? it from here yeah it's uh bulging out of your sleeves well you know both sleeves <laughs> <laughs> my right arm is so powerful it comes out of my left sleeve <laughs> All right. Fridge workout is student wonders for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we we read some ads and then hop over and start talking about Montreal? Heck yeah. All right. This episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. Are you looking to produce some high quality branded content without breaking the bank? Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio on demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. I lost myself for a minute there, but I'm back. Hey, David. Hey, what? Do you want professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers? Always. Right? And Chantal, wouldn't you love to have access to cinema-grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages? Who wouldn't? Yeah. And wouldn't it be so much fun if we could live stream this show right now or host an event in a massive space that isn't one of our houses? Well, but maybe not this exact show, (laughs) but yes... You don't want to live stream this exact show. But would we have to wear pants? Well, it's all from the waist up, right? Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yes. It's a podcast. I, I'm into this. Well, the Tom Control is, what? is ripped one arm. People could see it if we were at Chaos, but we're not. Friend, whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your social media pages, Chaos has a package that'll help you create consistent, reliable content for your audience. You can go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us your money. This November, we're exploring the theme of trips. This was a special request from our Patreon, George, as part of our promo we ran a couple months ago. If you've got an idea for a theme you'd like us to spend a month on, or really anything else, head to our Patreon and pledge $25 or more before the end of the month. If that sounds steep, remember that it gets you a full month of content, not what 30 days 31 days well unless it's february then it's only 28 so like, make sure it's not february it's like four or five weeks on top of what other perks you're eligible for if you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion you'll be joining the ranks of the fine folks like patrick gabriel kendallin carlia thomas george poppy jan Cillian, sarah angelica 
Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, and Kate. That's a lot of people. I think Wouldn't that's you want to make that list? It is Killian. What did I say? Cillian. Killian. You also I'm said, so sorry. You also said Carlia instead of Carlea, which it's is extra Carly? sad. No. David, you met Carlea. I'm dumb. <laughs> if you want me to be dumber yeah. and have an even longer list of people to read off and my brain doesn't work, <laughs> join us for as little as a dollar a month on patreon.com slash up for discussion. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind the scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. Plus, if you give at least $5 a month, you'll get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from our former patron, Paolo, because we owe him one from before he stopped pledging, and this is a good question for this episode. What's a good date idea in Montreal? Well. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here. My bad. That's all right. <laughs> well, uh, I think it depends on the type of date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told that actually a really great place for a blind date is big in Japan on Saint Laurent next to mm. Patati Patata. Okay. It is also a sort of speakeasy where it's just like a black door that has no sign on it and is really scruffy and you go in and it's this dark tunnel with no lights and you go through these really thick curtains and it's a beautiful sake bar. That is a big ask for a blind date and also potentially a first date. Please meet me at this very scary location where there's no marking or signage. No, but go down a dark tunnel and meet me in the back. Here's why it's great for a blind date. The chairs are fixed. What does that mean? means that no creepo can get into your personal space if the you're not feeling it. Chairs are fixed. Yeah, they're fixed in place. You cannot move the chairs. So you sit down and a person is a set distance away from oh. you and they cannot come any closer. That is really uh, smart. It okay. is super. It's not something I thought of. This was actually told to me by someone who went on multiple blind dates. There. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is what you want. You want a place where you feel safe. Yeah. That's still like interesting and quirky, but you don't want a creepo in your bubble. And so that okay. is the place to go for that. In general, I also really love it. Uh, as I said, they're a sake bar. So they have a whole string of sakes of different price points and uh, types. You can do a flight of sake. The staff that works there is really knowledgeable. The food is really good. Um, Yeah, so that is your blind date option. They used to have a restaurant too, right? (laughs) They did. It recently closed. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because that's like next door. The restaurant was next door to Montreal Improv. Exactly, So I used to go there a lot. They had a really good uh, everything. Yeah. So for that date, do you preface to them beforehand being like, so here's here is exactly where it is. <laughs> I know it's weird, but here you go. Well, you Google you... it and it's there. Like you can find it on Google yeah. very easily. The address is there. It's just though when you get there, there's no sign. But if you don't preface it, they get there. <laughs> this is just a door. <laughs> this is the door that leads to a spooky hall. You, is that the test? Is that the first <laughs> test to see if they're brave enough to go on a blind um, date in a I spooky hollow? So. Yeah. It's a good, it's a, I you think that's a good way to filter the chat. <laughs> a, you filter them. And then if you haven't filtered them properly, they still can't get in your bubble. That's yeah. true. This is, ve- okay. I that's like, smart. this is a very good first date idea. Yeah. <laughs> so what about like a date idea for a couple who are already dating? Like if you're like comfortable, you know, like nothing weird's going to happen that you're not into. Like... <laughs> Sometimes weird stuff happens. That I mean, you weird stuff always happens. Yeah. It's, it's called consent, guys. Yeah, exactly. It's important. Practice it. Yeah. So, like, what about if you're going on a date, like, with an established relationship, and you're like, what's a nice place we could go tonight? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know my personal favorite 
is uh you know oh god what's the place called it's the brazilian steakhouse oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i've never been i've Lim- heard it's very good the Lim- one downtown right yeah la milsa yeah, yeah. yes i think there might be a good. couple of them but basically you get there you sit down and like hunky waiters <laughs> in oh, soccer okay. jerseys walk up to your table with meat on a stick and shave it off onto your plate Ooh. and they're obligated to do it until you tell them to stop <laughs> oh my god i love do that that sounds great no. it's oh. all you can eat oh it's like 40 bucks a person uh, oh. hey i can definitely eat them out yeah that sounds great that's it um i'll be honest i actually forgot what the question was for today i knew that's i was okay. talking about things to do in montreal <laughs> and so i'm that's not super prepared and the, i apologize the nice thing about like things to do in montreal is that like really anything can be a date yeah right? absolutely like if you're if you're fun about it yeah and you're I doing mean, it with a person <laughs> but wait the pre- the question prefaces <laughs> a good date <laughs> true so okay, that's a so, good, yeah what, but what's a good date well, let's find out what a bad date would be. Like, where's a bad... Well, we can rule it, rule out the good places by saying, where not to go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go, I guess... God, where's a bad place to go for a date? <laughs> I guess, like... Well, where does Juliette Chocolat rank? Mm, that's uh, that's going to be controversial, because I exactly. feel Exactly. Like, because like, it's very stereotypical. It's what yeah. you would think of. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's chocolate. It's hard to mess up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's also like, I'm kind of over it. Like, I've been there twice, maybe, and I'm sort of like, yeah, all right. There's like a couple things there that I crave, and I'll go and get those things. Mm-hmm. It's also a place I like to bring people. <laughs> this is, it's a place I like to bring people who are visiting and that aren't super adventurous, but want mm-hmm. to try something new. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's safe. But new? That's I it. I keep cutting you off. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, sorry. it's fine. <laughs> Tom cuts me off all the time. <laughs> this, is, this is a podcast. If people don't talk over each other, it's not a podcast. <laughs> That's exactly the Good case. point. Good point, my bad. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that uh, the only thing I know about Juliet and Chocolat, because I've only been there like twice, and like I've never paid attention enough to what was happening around me, except for when I went to buy, I think it was a hot chocolate, and just at the little till in front, they had like a bunch of sex chocolate. Okay. Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just a God. bunch of sex chocolate. I'm like, this is neat. <laughs> I want my Kama Sutra bars. Please, can I have six, all of them? And like that. that's why I was like, when you said Julia and Chocolat, I'm like, maybe not the best place for a first date <laughs> if, if your end experience is going to be like sex chocolate. That Unless that's t- what you want out of a first date. That's in which true. Case, I mean, are you setting up that expectation on a first date? I, unless it's unless it's properly communicated. I I've mean, been with my partner for 14 years, so it's been a while. <laughs> I don't really know what a first date is involved in. You I know, mean, I feel like you can like, <laughs> you can set it up as an option on a first date. Like it's not an expectation that you're going to eat sex chocolate, but yeah. like you know, it's part of the informed consent thing. Exactly. Like We're, if ahead of time you have a conversation around what are your expectations on this date, what would you like an end goal to be? What kind of chocolate are you into at the end of dates? Exactly, and then you bring it up. It's just, it's a natural yeah. progression. We're gonna go on a date today. We're going to go to this place. There is a non-zero percent that will be sex chocolate <laughs> present. I don't know what that means to you. I can tell you what it means to me. So it what mean- does it mean to you? Sex chocolate? Yeah. 
Somebody had way too much free time with the molds. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I want you guys to know that I opened up the Julia de Chocolat website and there's this fun video playing on a loop of someone cutting into, I guess, a chocolate lava cake, maybe, mm-hmm. I guess, and some goopy chocolate melting down. And so the whole time we've been so- talking about sex chocolate, I've been watching this. <laughs> so a comment on this right now, which has nothing bearing on the question at hand. Mm-hmm. This is a weird marketing thing, mostly because like, it's not designed to have you on the page longer than the first loop. But if you ever stay past the second loop, it starts to get weirder. It's true. You notice things. Like, it, around the, like, two-second mark, you can actually see the reflection of a guy with a knife, like, just in the glare of the chocolate. Um, I don't Wait, know do you doing. really? No. <laughs> Um, for, for listeners who don't speak French, uh, Juliette et Chocolat is... Uh, is Juliet, Juliet and, and chocolate. chocolate. I guess I don't need to explain there that. There was the movie uh, Chocolat. I feel like there's... That's true. There, there's some precedent. I hate that movie. <laughs> for what it's <laughs> what? Um, But I hate it for a, a specific reason, and that reason is that they gave Johnny Depp, like, top billing on the poster. Oh, yeah, like, that's in the true. Juliet Pinochet kicked his ass. Well, and he's in, like, two minutes of the movie. He's, like, really not the main character And he's that generally movie. a worthless person. Yeah. Bad date idea. Watching Chocolat. <laughs> Bad date idea. Going on a date with Johnny Depp. Yeah, pretty bad. Wow, we're ruling things out here. (laughs) If Johnny Depp is ever in Montreal, don't go on a date with him. Anywhere you go with him, bad date. Bad date. And if you happen to go on a date and Johnny Depp is there, that's now suddenly a bad date. Could have been at uh, the Brazil place, at the Brazilian place with the barbecue, and it's not bad. That's true. At the end of the meal, they come around with pineapple coated in cinnamon that's been like roasted on a spit. That does sound good. That off for you. It's really nice. Um, for <laughs> vegan and vegetarians, though, <laughs> I would instead recommend Centropol because yeah. I feel like they are one of the few places that does a brilliant job of options for all your dietary restrictions or mm. needs. And most of their food comes with every variation you can think of to adapt to what you want on the spot. So mm-hmm. where is this place? Centropol. I may or may not be starting a relationship with somebody who is vegan well then so I need date ideas <laughs> okay I can give you a list of vegan places St. <laughs> Urbain oh, man I it's on Duluth and St. Urbain the really great thing about this cafe is that they uh, A have cats wandering around in the garden in the back which is great so go while it's nice because of the cats they're not there in the winter time <laughs> B Wait, what do they do with them in the winter time I think they're just like outdoor I have no idea actually <laughs> I don't know where these cats come from they just wander they hide in, in the out. kitchen yeah it's Fantastic. Uh, the other thing is that they also are a nonprofit. Centre Pod Roulant is a mm-hmm. Meals on Wheels program, and so the cafe helps fund that. Oh, cool. They, I think, do they also do like you can buy coffee from them? Mm-hmm. Like beans, yeah, they roast right? coffee. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I feel like I've had their beans and enjoyed them. Yeah, you can go for a coffee. You Just can go for a meal. <laughs> get their smoothies everything's great there other vegan places i mean au vivre is the classic mm-hmm. original vegan place of montreal mm-hmm. i only like their blt and their dragon bowl and mm. everything else i find to be pretty disappointing okay <laughs> to be that. honest i've gotten chili from them before because in my mind you can make a good vegan chili oh yeah i've made like, good vegan chili yeah but like i don't know i feel like their the portion size mm. yeah, i don't know if they're doing beer or probably not, not. ours it's probably just like quinoa or something. Just like li- liquid quinoa. I don't Ugh. know. <laughs> that didn't settle well with me. <laughs> no. No. Icky. Icky. Juice icky. Gross. <laughs> strand by strand. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, gross. No, I find their uh, their portions aren't big enough for me. That's oh, really? I find their portions enormous for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> 
We have different I also, appetites. Yeah, this <laughs> is both accurate. Of different sizes. <laughs> yeah, I really, I like, I'm more of like the small meal, multiple small meals a day, and a sure, lot of yeah, snacking. Yeah. I'm not into a let's sit down and eat a mm. whole ton of stuff all at once, unless I have multiple hours to do that. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, when you're going out for a meal with your significant other, usually you do kind of like stay for a while right like mm-hmm. you usually like i would say so yeah eat yeah, for yeah. a couple hours at least right yeah maybe a couple hours seems at like most maybe two uh, at most yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i like, feel like if with a seven o'clock reservation mm-hmm. i would expect to stay till at least nine yeah yeah including dessert sense. and like yeah. you know coffee or something right yeah because it's a like that has a half both. an hour waiting decide no food waiting to get food mm-hmm. and then like an hour of chow down and then yeah. like the slow Mm-hmm. Uh, denouement of, <laughs> of the dinner. Yeah. Gotta get to the climax, then the denouement, and yeah. then the resolution. Yeah. yeah. Which is the check. <laughs> there you go. Sex and check then secondary optional. conflict, who pays? <laughs> uh, are we still asking who pays anymore? I don't think so. I'd honestly. Because it's the restaurant. It's a just good a... date just ends with you dining and dashing, right? <laughs> Not if you want to be a regular. Oh, good point. Regular You wear a different okay. mustache every time. <laughs> Done. I, don't I have think recently I've attained dashed. regular status at my favorite restaurant, and it's amazing. Oh, tell They, us. like, make what? me special desserts now, and will, like, at the end of the evening, just give me and my partner free alcohol to taste. It's fantastic, guys. What's Sorry. your favorite restaurant? Diplomat. Okay. I don't know where they are. They're on Beaubien in front of Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sure Home Depot has like a garden section that like maybe is in front. <laughs> but that, But you mentioning being a regular is an interesting question mm-hmm. for a first date mm. or a date. If this is somebody you have recently started dating, do you take them where you are a regular? Is I that, would. I think. Hmm. Is that too much of a power play, though? I think it's like that. Hmm. You show up and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, hey, you! It's good to see you." And then your date's like, "Why do you know everybody? Did you pay them before coming here? Why, why are they so nice to you?" That's a really negative outlook on this, frankly, for the chance of free dessert. I have a negative outlook on most things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this place sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. The menu changes pretty often. Okay. Uh, Aaron is the executive chef and owner, and he ferments like everything. Like every time there's an ingredient that comes in <laughs> that he doesn't know what to do with, he's like, "Well, we're gonna ferment it." I'm just gonna leave it out back for a bit. <laughs> we had cattails last summer. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, they were delicious. I've eaten so many weird things there. Hold on, like the reeds or yes, the, the okay, reeds, okay. Tom. The reed. <laughs> it just you know you said they were fermented. Everyone I thought, oh, asked. Now we know Everyone where the other asked. cats went. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I haven't really been a regular. That's not true. I'm currently a regular at uh, Bowfinger on Sherbrooke. <gasps> oh, that's a good place. Uh, that's a very good place. I like it. I I lived around the corner from there when it opened back in like mm. 2011 mm-hmm. or something, and uh, and so I had just moved out for the first time and was like living in an apartment, literally like just around the corner, like on the same block. And I would go there like once a week, and it was great. Uh, and then I didn't go for years. Um, <laughs> but over the summer, I've been taking Toby for a lot of like walks, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, because it's nice out, and because there's not much else to do with a baby. And you um, really wanted to go to Bowfinger. <laughs> well, and I realized like there's not a lot of places in our neighborhood that are easy to get into with a stroller. 
Um, oh. And that like I yeah, like the food enough to buy it. Is a thing and it's hard. Yeah, and so the Bowfinger on Sherbrooke, there's like a step to get inside, hmm. and the stroller can do that, you know. Yeah, and they've got you know kid seat, not kid seats. What are those called? High chairs. Uh, so like I can take him out and put him in there, and he likes the food. Like Toby handles spicy food, which is awesome. That is great. Some kids don't. <laughs> I'm a grown up and I don't. <laughs> That's it. So so. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can like go get some barbecue, bring my baby, you know, sit. They're, they have a patio, so in the summer it's really nice. You can just like sit outside, you mm. know, whatever. And they have like a lunch special, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I take my baby on Bowfinger dates, you know, excellent once a week I or so. Of this. And uh, the guy who like, I don't know if he owns it or if he's just like there all the time. I've never asked. <laughs> a fellow regular <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even work there. <laughs> Hops behind the bar. Uh, he His like loves Toby. <laughs> he lives there. Please don't do that to Toby. That would be weird. Uh, but yeah, he like loves Toby and loves me. And so we, you know, every time we go and he's like, oh, how are you guys doing? Chats with us and like gives us free drinks and like give Toby a biscotti once that like blew his mind. And, you know, <laughs> if you've never seen a baby with like very few teeth try to eat a biscotti, it's a it's an experience. Kids, right? yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So that's been fun. Uh, but before that I hadn't been a regular at a place for a very long time. And uh, it feels good to to have that in my life again. Hmm. Yeah. There's something homey about it. Yeah. Well and it's it's for me it feels like being part of the community a little bit more. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say that. That's definitely one of the big appeals. It makes you feel like you are a part of something. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, I think we've covered, like, food-related dates. Yeah. Mm. What are stuff-related dates? <laughs> this is where you I can struggle. do Botanical gardens. Stuff. Yeah? Yeah, they're free in the evenings. Aren't they closed right now? Uh, yes. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Aren't they closed I in the winter? I think they do close... Are they? No, they're not closed in the winter because I know people have gone skiing there. Oh, like cross country skiing. Really? I think the biodome oh, cool. is closed. Yeah, not the biodome well, is closed, closed for, for construction yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. The insectarium closes in the winter, I believe, because okay. half the bugs are sleeping. <laughs> but wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make an insectarium visit worse. <laughs> Look inside the terrarium, guys. What do you see? I, I, they're bugs. I can't see. They're very small. <laughs> Except today, now they're sleeping. I work with children. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it looks like they are. <clears throat> the botanical gardens are still open. You have to pay for them during yeah. the day when the evenings are generally free. So I make a point of going there hmm. every summer. I didn't this past year. <gasps> I know. I know. I'm ashamed of myself as well. Looks like they're closed on Mondays. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just shocked. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Weren't we talking about family trauma later? <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely coming. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's on a side podcast. <laughs> I uh, I think my my struggle with like things to do in Montreal is that most of what I like to do in the city is eat or walk around. Uh, uh, same. <laughs> so like so you know maybe. If you're on a date with someone, maybe you're like going on a date and you're like, you know what, let's like just go for a walk. You know, mm-hmm. that can be nice. See the city. That's what we do with most of the people that visit us at this point. Yeah. Like, I no longer do the touristy things. I live in Little Italy and there's mm-hmm. a lot going on there. So we go to Chantal Market. Right. We'll go to our favorite restaurants that are all within a few blocks from our house. Mm-hmm. My favorite bar is behind the back alley. Like, I, I never <laughs> leave my neighborhood unless. I am here or at work. <laughs> right. 
that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems reasonable. I don't leave the house ever. So it's fine. Hey, you found your spot. Why move? <laughs> Why go outside? I mean, Montreal is a good theater scene. It does. That's something you can speak to as a... But also, why go outside? That's my <laughs> argument. Yeah. I mean, sure, I can go out and go see some theater at the Seagull or the Centaur. Or if I want to go to the Seagull and feel very young, to feel like a very small child, I can go see a Seagull show and be very concerned that in the following years, none of these audience members will be here. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair, yeah. fair concern to have. Yeah. I'm so concerned <laughs> with the Seagull Center and how they're running themselves. I'm just like, it, it don't make sense. But, um, I mean, if it's the summertime, you can always take a date out to go see some Fringe shows. Mm-hmm. The Fringe is a wild, eclectic potluck of emerging art, mm-hmm. and it's usually great. Some <laughs> shows are hit and miss, as with all things, but they're not that expensive, yeah. and they're not that long. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're investing, like, two hours to see, like, a, a bad show. Yeah. Okay, so, like, but I feel like Montreal in the summertime you just walk anywhere in the city and you're going to stumble on a festival. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you don't even need to plan you, it. Like there was one time I was wandering in the plateau and I decided to go down back alley and there was a group of people dressed in white playing drums and it was amazing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Montreal in the summertime is a wild, mm-hmm. wild time. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's when like you are sort of inclined to do the most outside things so oh, you I don't have so. to stay inside and die you with the heat. You have to do yeah. outside things in the summer. Yeah. No, I get yeah. that. I feel like the, the tricky thing is like, what do you do in Montreal in the winter? <laughs> stay inside ugh. and not die. Yeah. I mean, I have taken tourists in the underground. It is super mm. boring, but it's also a good way to explain like the history of Montreal and it mm. does go through a couple different Neighborhoods. Yes, your I've hand lived is raised. Here all my life. And you've what never the gone. fuck is the underground? <laughs> you don't it is know. so boring. I have you no idea what this is. There's a whole know. underground city. You've it's never been. Not true. No. <laughs> it's just it? like a series of tunnels that connect the Eaton Center to Chinatown, across to Bonaventure, and then back up. So not the metro. <laughs> no, it's outside of the metro. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, you've been to the Eaton Center. I've been to the Eaton Center. Yeah. 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 So you keep on going down a level. It says uh, this level tunnel. Yeah. It says it. Oh, you follow okay. That. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, that's all it is? <laughs> yeah. It just connects different oh, that's weird. office yeah. buildings together. Pretty much, yeah. You yeah. Just, you can just wander. I do love uh, in end of February, beginning of March, Nuit Blanche, and they yeah. have all mm. the art in the underground. That's That's true. my favorite. Yeah. I find that very cool. Oh. Yeah, we do have a lot of like, M- Montreal's got a lot of art. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. You can go to art museums, contemporary yeah. or modern. And art museums, a lot of them are free the first Sunday of the month for oh. Quebec residents. Yep, very cool. So looking for cheap dates. Mm-hmm. Do and also, that. Also, Nuit Blanche is a good time to go to museums because most of them offer some sort of deal mm-hmm. in terms of like, I know that the, I think it's Medi- Museum of Modern Art mm-hmm. offers like a good one. Contemporary art. Contemporary art. Mm. That one. <laughs> right. yeah, I really like that museum. It's really good. <laughs> so they have some wild stuff. They I love it. do. It's great. Um, and also, uh, La Fête de Lumière is also really fun, which happens sort of around Nuit Blanche, where they just have a bunch of art installations involving light. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I remember one year went outside and there were just a like Place des Arts was just littered with uh, these <laughs> almost like traffic indicators that were just there and just made a little <laughs> maze of them. And I'm like, 
This is delightful and cute. And <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's very family friendly, that festival. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not out too late. It's like at a reasonable time when it's pitch black outside because it's a Canadian winter. <laughs> uh, and, but it's not that dark because there's a bunch of lights everywhere. They solved it. Exactly. They fixed the problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, any suggestions of places to walk? Because I think, I think a, you know, Airport. we've talked a yeah. lot about like activities to do and food to eat, but let's do something free. <laughs> I am totally fine with the old port existing. I hate that it's like a giant tourist trap. Mm. But it, and like I always feel bad spending money in the old port because I know oh, uh, yeah, it's just like this is too much. This is just that. too much money. I no. hate it. <laughs> so walking around the old port, delightful. Mm. And like you can there are a lot of uh areas that like very nice to just sit and have a picnic in. Uh, I wish I could tell you where they are, but I'm bad <laughs> at geography and everything is everywhere. They're all on the brain. pier or <laughs> you go into the the big square that's in the center mm. and they used to have amazing buskers there, just like mm-hmm. epic, epic buskers. But apparently they changed this f- the system a few years ago where now it's no longer all the buskers get together and then decide amongst themselves who goes where when. It's like a almost a permit system yeah. you have to get from the city yeah so a lot of buskers are leaving because they're not making enough money i haven't busked very since. disappointing yeah i used to busk back in the day not in the old port specifically but in the metros mm. and when they brought in the permit system i was one of the ones who said fuck this and didn't bother yeah, that's really disappointing yeah yeah but i agree i really love the old port there's actually a lot there <coughs> yeah just to wander around and then if you do have a bit of money the labyrinth is very mm. cool <laughs> the labyrinth, the <laughs> it labyrinth. Is amazing guys <laughs> The labyrinth is great and I love it, but my expectations for the first time going, and this was like, I want to say maybe three years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. I went in thinking, it's like, oh, there's going to be like a maze and stuff. And then I, I walk in and it's just a bunch of like clotheslines with tarps over them. And that's the maze. And I'm like, what? I love this. Yeah. I feel like they've changed it quite a bit. Then. Maybe you went on right, I feel like day. annually they must change it. I could have also gone to someone's house <laughs> and they just had a bunch of dirty laundry well that's awkward <laughs> you did, idea, did you find your way out i'm still there on the inside i've never left mm, that sounds uncomfortable yeah no kidding something else to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say people should walk along the canal i'm a big fan of the canal you could get to the canal from the old port that's yeah. true yeah. i've done that yeah but honestly you mentioned the farmer's market earlier and, and Marche Jean-Talon, and I'm like, yep. Yeah, I that's that. it. That's I mean, the best date. That's the market. Yeah. Best date idea, go to a farmer's market, go back to somebody's place, or, you know, steal a friend's house. Yeah. And just make food. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Just cook. Yeah. Yes. I that, wholeheartedly agree with that. It's difficult to do that. I find that it's less difficult nowadays to do that for a first date because who cares nowadays? Like, is that is that a big deal? Like someone coming home for the first date just to cook? Uh, mm. I mean, it really These depends on Again, haven't done are. this in 14 years. I think so. in terms of, I think there's less stigma around it. Like, you know, you're not going to get judged for having sex on the first date, for instance. Yeah. But Thank I think goodness. that people still might be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. You know? Now they know where you live. <clears throat> and what if they're a creepo? Yeah. Ah, That's it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So maybe second date. Second yeah. date I'd ideas. go with like fifth. Yeah. 
Wait, there are more than four dates? I have no There's idea. There's a fifth date? Wait, now we need fifth date ideas. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Is that like you go bad. to the retirement home and start <laughs> finding plots for yourself? My favorite fifth date idea is to listen to a podcast together and give it money. I tried. Wow. <laughs> I haven't you done did. many fifth dates, have you, You did Tom? try. <laughs> How's that fifth date going? Boy. <laughs> Wait, is this our fifth date, Tom? Wait, is this the fifth time I've been on the show? Has no. it been more than five? Probably. probably. Mm, oh, I don't know. I don't know how many times you've been <laughs> This might be on our show. fifth date, Tom. Oh, my God. You guys, congratulations. I'm not you giving you any money, though. You make food together. Oh, perfect. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm into that. All right. All right. This worked out. Um, I also really love Tam Tams. I don't know if that's a date thing, but that is something that I feel like if you're going to visit to Montreal and you don't have a lot of time, go to Tam Tams. Yeah. You have to go go there at least once (laughs) for for the experience. So (laughs) let's let's give some context for what Tam Tams is. Oh, yeah. I am not one to do that. (laughs) I've never been. I love it. You guys. All I know about it is that people smoke weed and bang on drums. That's, That's the Thames. All right. That's it. <laughs> okay. did it. Here's what I love about it. It's like a giant picnic. So everyone comes with their families and someone has a guitar and there's weird acrobats and there's dancers and then there's the drumming. And then there's now they have food trucks there and food trucks in Montreal are super fancy for whatever godforsaken reason. I know the reason. Uh, I mean, I know the reason, but I know they used to be illegal. And anyways, I mean, I love the fact that I can get a little slider of beef tartare to go, but I also sometimes just want a slice of pizza for a dollar. Yeah. I want a taco. I want more taco trucks that are dirt cheap. I want hot dog stands. You know, I want a guy who looks like he shouldn't be selling hot dogs on the street. Yeah. Where you're like, what percentage of this is rat? Hot dog. Yeah. You know you're eating a certain amount of rat and that's okay. You paid a dollar for it. We were were in Ottawa a couple weeks ago and uh, I saw a hot dog vendor on a street corner while we were there. And if I had had any cash that weekend, I would have been all over. For that mm, i'm so sorry yeah next okay. time it happens do it next time we did end up going to popeyes which uh, i know we're oh. talking about montreal specifically and there there is no popeyes in montreal but if you're in ottawa <laughs> <laughs> get yourself some popeyes <laughs> popeyes please sponsor us <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> all right should we should we move on to the final segment of our show heck yeah uh it's the part of the show where we hop over to reddit.com slash r slash am i the asshole and uh <laughs> tell someone whether or not they are the asshole mm. uh, i feel completely good to make that judgment <laughs> uh, if- yeah let's see uh <laughs> i think this will be an interesting one uh, uh this uh this is posted by reddit user nesquik cocktail how do you feel about that what so would far? go into is Vodka. This, yeah. Is this just a white Russian made chocolate? Made with Nesquik. Yeah. I'd buy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'd try at least one. Pretty good, honestly. Sounds <laughs> sounds pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nesquik Cocktail asks, am I the asshole for disappearing for days and not communicating with my mom? I'm 19 and male, for reference. I have a job and I'm saving up to move out, but I live with my family. On the weekends, I stay at my girlfriend's house. This isn't a single incident. It's an ongoing thing. And my mom says I'm being disrespectful and is pissed. I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong or if this is normal. Even though I live at home, I don't have the best relationship with my mom, and I haven't for years. I just prefer to limit contact. It's a long story why this is the case. Work in my girlfriend's house are saving grace for me since I dislike being at home. I work 40 hours a week, so I'm gone a lot. 
The thing with my the thing my mom is mad about is that I don't communicate with her while I'm gone. When I stay at my girlfriend's house, I go there on Friday, and I sometimes come back on Sunday, sometimes on Monday. I don't text or call my mom all weekend. I also do stuff after work sometimes and don't update her about what I'm doing. I figure she basically knows where I am, so I should be fine. <clears throat> this weekend, I forgot my phone charger, and so my phone was dead all weekend. When I plugged it in, I finally saw I missed several messages from my mom asking what was happening. I was annoyed because she knew where I was going. This morning, I got back and she blew up at me. My mom says I'm being incredibly disrespectful by disappearing for days every week and not telling her if everything's okay or what I'm doing. If I leave the house, I need to text her and let her know when I'll be home and what I'm doing. I was annoyed, but am I the asshole? No. Yeah. That's where I'm at. No. I mean, (laughs) the only thing I would say to that, and that, that this is defined by a couple of statements that the question asker asked or said... Is that so? Is it that you're not messaging, communicating where you like during the time or that you are going? Because, like, that to me makes mm, a difference. If you're sure. gonna go away for a couple of days and like be uh, incommunicado, mm-hmm. might as well say something. He said at the end that she knows that he's at his girlfriend's. It kind well, of sounds, like, it he sounds just like he assumes that, that he knows. It's oh, not because yeah. if it's if it's a question of like if it's uh, not messaging. While it's happening, not being like updating her on every single thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's un- it, it, that is your own personal choice to do. But if it's like, I'm going to be gone for four days. <laughs> Here's a heads up. <laughs> yeah. That, that to me seems like a reasonable thing to A, want and B, should. Like, come on. You can do that. I think like, so. so my thinking here is that if you're 19 and still living with your parents, I think they're still technically his legal guardians. And s- I, I don't know about that. So. Maybe not. I mean, no, there's a term for this, but I'm blanking on what it is. Fair enough. Anyways, but, it's, but it's, I mean, my, I guess my thinking is like, I don't know if you live with someone and you're planning to be gone for a few days and you know it, it's, it's kind of just common courtesy to let them know that you'll be gone. Yeah. I was also thinking it depends on what their dynamic and relationship is. Like he's mm-hmm. 19. Is she still making him dinner at night and wants right. to know, like, do home. I make you dinner or right. not? Are you going to be eating out? Does right. she do his laundry? Do, mm. Like what is the context of the relationship? If it was something like they're just roommates where he handles his own finances, he handles his dinner, he handles his laundry, then she really doesn't need to know mm-hmm. the minutia of his life. But it's, I mean, there's the common courtesy of, yeah, like you were saying. Is, heads up. Yeah, heads yeah. up. I'm gone. This is where I'm at. And then if she was really concerned, she could have called his girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't have that number. <laughs> That's a separate mm. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess she doesn't because it sounds like they don't yeah. have a great relationship. But I think. Yeah. I think that it's like, it's good to keep people in the loop so that they're mm-hmm. not worrying after you. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Like as a parent, mm-hmm. to want and expect from a child. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you're doing. I just want to know, like, when a you'll be back mm-hmm. so that I know. So that if anything we need to talk about then right. can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that like this mom, I'm making some assumptions here, but like things have probably escalated for her mm-hmm. because of a lack of like the original courtesy of like just saying, yo, I'm heading out. Now she wants a lot more mm-hmm. because it's like now I'm not getting anything from you. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And it's just like that that amount of worrying because like I'm guilty of this. Sure, I've done this tons of times. Right. Yeah. I have not phoned home because my phone was dead for a weekend. <clears throat> Oops, yeah. my bad. And like it, like it. My mom was like, "Hey, what? Like, hey, you should have messaged me. I was worried sick." And I'm like, mm. "You're right. I, my bad. Oops." Right. And I feel like if I never corrected that, it would only get worse to when she's now like hovering over me, messaging me every minute, being like, "Where you at? Are you okay? What's going on?" Right. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like. If a parent doesn't get like the minimum amount of communication, they now need a whole lot more to feel comfortable. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think I think where I stand on this is that this guy's not an asshole, but I do think that he should communicate with his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, she's nagging a bit, but yeah. you could do the bare minimum of I'll be back at eleven yeah. or I'm not back this weekend. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Thanks for doing my laundry. Now if they didn't live together, if he had moved out and was just ghosting his mom for long periods of time on purpose. I don't think oh, you, that would make him an asshole. That's fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> they don't live together. Yeah. There, there, there is no, there is no reason for you to know when I'm back at my own place. Yeah, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Yeah, unless you're waiting for me, which also, please don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Like when I when I saw the title of this one, I thought maybe it was just like someone who just doesn't call their parents that often and mm. i was like no you don't owe them anything i i know that's a challenging thing for for a lot of people yeah. in older generations to grasp but like <laughs> your kids don't owe you anything no like no no, no. yeah stop trying to control a grown-ass human being yeah exactly it's like if your kid doesn't communicate with you very often maybe uh maybe you gotta think about why Mm-hmm. Uh, bum, bum, bum. But yeah, I think if you're if you're that's not a conversation. <laughs> that's not a conversation a lot of older generations are ready to have. Tom. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're if you're living at home, I think no matter who you're living with, mm. a, a courtesy text is is a good thing. Honestly, what if your mom wants to have some sex over the weekend? Wants to have some weird sex in the house? Yeah. Wants to know when you're getting home to make sure that you don't walk in on it. Right. Ooh, it's like that Ikea commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me more. Was there sex chocolate involved? Sadly, no. Dang. <laughs> there was a gimp. A what? A gimp. Oh, my cool. goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just look it up. Uh, it's oh, on YouTube. It's I really know this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where the, <laughs> the mom wakes up from a, a really raunchy sex party to her ex- supposedly ringing the buzzer in the apartment building saying he's downstairs with the kids and she has to like hide everything immediately and so it's an ad for all the ikea storage that's where you can hide all your gimps and or sex fiends (laughs) underneath the bed wow so yeah and it's like all these things that you could flip and suddenly they're kid friendly and the other side is like not so kid friendly that's awesome there's also the term pervertibles it's really great ikea (laughs) pervertibles yeah that's amazing (laughs) wow i want six (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just everyday things that you could then pervert. Wow. I, this is an official Ikea commercial. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Cool. I'm into that. Ikea, hella sex positive. <laughs> I love Ikea. <laughs> Would you expect anything less from Scandinavia? No. Not really. <laughs> so anyways, lesson is moms should be into Ikea. Yeah. That, that feels like the lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. If you're the 19-year-old kid, you're saving all your money to move out. Burn a bit of the money that you would normally... Actually, no. Spend some of that money now. Buy some furniture for the house. Some pervertible stuff. uh, (laughs) Just so that your mom knows that you care. And that when you want to move out, you just take that with you. Just buy your mom a sex toy. It's called building bridges. 
One IKEA sex bed at a time. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thanks. Chantal, thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank you. you for having me. David, yeah, I was thank you so s- much for filling in. Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> I was going to say thank you, too, but I forgot that I also get thanked for not existing on this show. Great color commentary. <laughs> for not existing. David, thank you for being gone after this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so excited every time. <laughs> And thank you, listener, for listening. If you like this, consider supporting us on Patreon. We need it. (laughs) We also have merch. Uh, You can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. And finally, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. The Spotify? The spoofy. (laughs) We have made it. Did the I, people make Spotify realize that if you said their name slowly, it just sounds like their Wi-Fi is spotty? Ooh. Yeah, it's not a not a good look. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Leave us a review. Uh, you can also support us for free by sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, maybe someone who needs something to do in Montreal. That seems like the most obvious one. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. It seems yeah, reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah, We've posted yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this will this will be a handy resource for people, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also Laronde. There's an amusement park in Montreal. I have never been. Really? Ever. It's a thing to do. If Do you like amusement parks? I did. I am now, <laughs> after 30, Vertigo is real. Oh. So I, now I watch someone on a roller coaster, and I want to throw up. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. I don't, don't like this. Hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder if I would have a similar problem because most of the time when I stand up, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Well, good luck. So, <laughs> I, have, I also haven't been to a, a theme park in a very long time, but I, you know, I never liked them actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I was going to say I had good times. Wow. I had good times because of the people I was with. I did not enjoy the actual theme park of it. I mean, yeah. if you're going to leave the island, I say Park Safari. Mm. Ooh, that's or you good. could just walk yeah. around Park Jean Drapeau in a circle for two hours. That's that's always a good time. Sure. That's actually not a bad walk because there is a lot of stuff around. We that's just, true. David and I just did that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> did you forget? I forgot exactly what he was referring to, but I have walked all along the island of Jean Papot. That is a good walk. Yeah. Okay, good to know. It's, it's nice. How do you guys feel about the mountain? I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it's there. It's not a mountain. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, no. I wouldn't it's really. It's a bump. It's a hill. I went with my sibling. Hmm. Hmm. It's an okay It's an okay time. Yeah. It gives you a good view of yeah. the city. Just don't go there during prom season. It'll Ugh. just be weird. <gasps> good point. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> This is a little tangent. Are we done? <laughs> we're almost done. <laughs> what do you mean almost? You said we were done. We're so close. Uh, Tom, let us leave. <laughs> I'm working on it. You can follow the show on social media at Dino Talking, and uh, you can follow me at Tom Zalatni. If you guys want to plug anything, including your social media handles, now is the time to do it. If you don't want to plug anything, that's also fine. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. Any final words of wisdom before we wrap up? Uh, no, remember to do your land acknowledgements when people are coming to visit you and remember to learn who are the original peoples of the lands that you also visit. Sweet. Yeah, that's a pretty good, uh, keep chasing that elusive fifth date. (laughs) (laughs) It's out there. (laughs) Two fine pieces of advice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that. That is a that's a nice thing to think about in this like trip series as we're thinking about traveling. Uh, I actually oh. went to Hawaii this past summer, and I was really intentional about that. Nice. Yeah. What did What did you learn? I learned about Weleweka beads, which are a soft, velvety bead that only grows on the island of Hawaii, which is where I was, and was traditionally worn by royals and kings. And beads so, grow <laughs> like they're Tom. <laughs> sorry, Tom. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hang on. Hold up. Oh Lord. It's a seed. But it's a seed that you then poke a hole through and go, it becomes a bead. Go. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. That's very cool. You work in jewelry. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I get everything from Lithuania. It's pretty me. <laughs> Um, I want to plug the. Uh, mm, I don't know if that's going to be out yet by the time this comes out, so I'm not going to plug that. I'll wait. I'll wait a bit. I'll wait go. a week. <laughs> yep. Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And as always, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Cool. Thank you. See you next time. Yes, come to see you. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe out? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upford Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're We're blasting blasting off again! Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts, Or visit us online at changingonthefly.podcast.wordpress.com.